This podcast is brought to you by Pastor Stormy Swan and Faith Church from Lubbock, Texas. For more information, please visit our website at faithchurchlubbock.com. We're the worshipers at. We're the people. First thing, come on, breath is in my lungs. Come on, God is good today. I, I want to tell you a story right at the onset. The title of my sermon today uh, is His Name Isn't God. I was a youth pastor for about 10 years, uh, and after 10 years, God delivered me. No, you've never met a teenager? Okay, never mind. God delivered me from youth ministry. I'm no longer a youth pastor. I get to travel and preach and do fun stuff like this. I get to preach to the big folks, to the adults, okay? And uh, I was a youth pastor for 10 years, and we took students on retreats. We actually did it all the time. And uh, we took uh, about 30 students onto a retreat, uh, Pastor Shelley. And, uh, and uh, you know, there's always that one teenager. Woo! Who just like doesn't want to wear deodorant, you know. That one teenager who just like wanders off into the woods, you know, that one teenager who you're like, look, if, if we come back without this kid, you know, like, like their parents are going to kill me, you know. But that, that's that one kid. And, and you kind of want to tell the parent, it ain't my fault, okay. It's, it's your parents' skill. Anyway, anyway. So, so we, were, we were in the uh, common area getting ready to eat. My wife and several other volunteers had, had prepared food for, for this retreat. And uh, I realized that this one student, his name is Charleston. Everybody say Charleston. Charleston, Charleston wasn't with us. And so I, I looked at another young man named Robert. Everybody say Robert. Robert. I looked at Robert and I said, Robert, where is Charleston? And Robert told me, well, Charleston, I think, is in the boys' cabin doing whatever. I think he's, you know, staring off into space. Who knows what Charleston is doing? I said, okay, Robert, you got one job, all right? Robert looked at me and said, yeah. I said, all right, Robert. Go tell Charleston, it's time to eat. You need to come to the kitchen. And, and so I said, Robert, you, you understand? Because with teenagers, you have to say it multiple times. Do you understand what I'm telling you to do, you know? And it's like, repeat it back to me, you know? And so, uh, and, and so Robert goes off. I'm waiting in the, in the kitchen in the common area where we're supposed to be eating. A couple of minutes go by. Robert comes back without Charleston. Charleston's nowhere near Robert. I said, hey, Rob, what happened, man? I said, what did you say to Charleston? He said, I said, son, eat, come to the kitchen. I said, no, 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 that, that can't be what you said, Robert. That's no, no chance that's what you said. Robert, tell me verbatim exactly what you said to Charleston because Charleston is not here. Charleston is still wherever he is. You have failed. You had one job, Robert. You had one job was to get Charleston. What did you say to Charleston? He said, I, I said, it's time to eat. Come to the kitchen. I said, all right, all right, all right, let me help you. You're going to go back into that room. And here are the words that you are going to say, Robert. You're going to say these words. Pastor Manny said to come to the kitchen because it's time to eat right now. I said, Rob, you walked into the room and you tried to go in your own authority. The only problem is Charleston doesn't respect you. Charleston respects me. So go back into that room and say, Pastor 
Manny said, you need to come to the kitchen right now. Robert went into the room, and with his voice, he used my name. With his voice, he used my authority. With his voice, he invoked a name that was stronger than his name. Can I tell you what we've been doing as we've been worshiping? Baby, the Bible says that the name of the Lord is a strong tower. When we begin to worship Yeshua, when we begin to worship the name that is above all names, we march into the enemy's camp and we say to anxiety, using our voice but God's authority, I'm not going to accept you in my life anymore. We march into the enemy's camp and we say to depression, you got to bow your knee. Not at the name of Faith Church or the name of Pastor Swan or the name of Manny Arango. No, 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 no. None of those names have the power to make demons shudder and to make hell shake. But the name that's above every name has power and has authority. I, I want you to get the metaphor. Robert's voice, but my authority. Robert's voice, but my name. I, I don't want you to do this. Uh, I'm, can, can I be honest with y'all? Can I be like Planet Fitness honest? Like no judgment zone, you know what I'm saying? I was on staff for a long time at a church in North Carolina, uh, Pastor Stormy, called World Overcomers Christian Church. And, and, and I got to confess, I used to do something really bad when I was on staff there, okay? I'm, I'm making a confession. I know this is wrong. So, so. This is not, nobody here needs to do this, okay? Do not copy me. I am confessing something that I did that was not good, okay? Uh, 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 and and, and if, if we needed something to get done, if we were working on a project and a graphic designer was taking a long time with the project, I would just walk into the graphic designer's office and say, hey, Pastor Andy said we need this done by the end of the day. Because Pastor Andy was a senior pastor. He was the big boss, you know what I'm saying? He was, he was the bishop, you know what I'm saying? So I would go in the office. I'd say, hey, uh, 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 I know you don't respect me, okay, but you respect the man who signs your paycheck. So Pastor Andy needs this done by the end of the day. If the administrative assistant was taking too long to do stuff, oh, I'd walk up in the administrative assistant's office and say, hey, Pastor Andy said this needs to get done within the next 45 minutes, you know what I'm saying? And I would just walk around telling people who were, you know, you know acting lethargic and taking their sweet old time as soon as I said the name Pastor Andy, Pastor Andy, who was their boss, invoked fear in them. Can I tell you, when Jesus says, I want you to pray in my name, can I help you understand what that means? It's not just a bippity-boppity-boo that we add at the end of a prayer. It's not just a religious thing that we say when we're done praying. No, Jesus is saying, you tell anxiety that I said you've got peace. You tell depression that I said you've got joy. You tell poverty that I said that you're wealthy. Come on, you tell your own soul that I said that you are going to prosper. I need you not just to add in Jesus' name at the end of a prayer as if it's for good luck. I need you to do everything in my name. Why? Because with the voice that God has given you, I need you to realize that it's your voice but not your authority. That you've got a voice. Oh, but when we say Yeshua, we believe that that name has all power. Can I get a good amen in church? 
Come on, let's go to your Bible. Uh, I'm going to preach. If you're, if you're taking notes, uh, the title of my sermon today is His Name Isn't God. His Name Isn't God. And uh, we're going to go to Exodus chapter 3, and then we're going to go to Exodus chapter 6. Anybody love your pastors? Anybody love Pastor Stormy and Pastor Shelly Swan? I love your pastors. I've gotten to spend a good amount of time with them this weekend. And uh, y'all may have a hard time getting rid of me because I really like y'all and uh, you've given me a lot of coffee uh, and that's my love language, okay? And uh, left here on Friday night with about 10 oatmeal raisin cookies and so uh, I'm, I'm a very happy individual. We went and got barbecue yesterday and, and I'm, I feel like I'm just part of the family, okay? So uh, um, I had an awesome time with the Men of Iron Conference. Any Men of Iron in the room? Awesome. We had a good time this weekend. And uh, I love this church, and uh, I love you guys. Thank you for 23 years of faithful service in God's house. 23, I thought we would get more claps than that. Okay, 23 years. 23 years. We got pastors who start churches and don't do it after five years. 23 years is commendable. It's, it's notable. And um, thank you so much. Thank you for giving the better part of your life to, to building God's house. And, uh, and, and y'all told me on the way here the other day that this building is paid off, debt-free. Come on. Leaders that prioritize the stewarding of God's resources are worthy of double honor. So we love you. We absolutely love you. We honor the both of you. Um, and I'll come back anytime. And I love y'all so much. Come on. Um, um, <laughs> somebody said, come back next week. No. Nah. I'm, I'm in San Diego next week. I'm sorry. Uh, uh, come on. Uh, I'm going to tell you a story, um, and, then, and then we're going to read a passage of Scripture, uh, and I got a lot of notes. Here we go. Uh, I, got, I got more sermon than I got time, so here's what I want you to do. Uh, you can pull out your phone, and I'm going to give you all my sermon notes, okay? Who wants all of my sermon notes? Who wants all of my notes? Because I want you to actually be able to study this week, okay? If you grab Instagram, go ahead. Get Instagram open. Find me on Instagram. My handle, my Instagram handle is Manny Arango, M-A-N-N-Y-A-R-A-N-G-O. Don't get a fake one. Get the real one. I'm the only one with a blue check. I'm the only one verified on Instagram. DM me. DM me the word name right now. You DM me the word name. You'll get my study guide. You'll get a five-day devotional plan so that you can actually follow up with this sermon because the goal of preaching is not to entertain you. The goal of preaching is to equip you so that you can study all week long. You don't need to live Sunday to Sunday. You need more than one meal a week. Oh, I need some amens in church. It would be easy to just get you to say amen and to titillate you and to entertain you, but uh, I actually, we want to feed you. We want to we equip you so that you can be uh, mature and complete, not lacking anything. So did anybody already DM me? Did anyone DM me? Did it work? Did you get a response? Did you get a response? Tell me if it worked. It worked? You have a PDF on your phone now? Look at that. You got all my notes. Anybody else get stressed out trying to write and listen at the same time? 
There you go. You don't need to write nothing down. You got all my notes. Let's go. And if I don't get through the whole sermon, there's no sweat because you got the notes for yourself. You can study all week long. Let's do this. Uh, it's funny. Uh, I get booked to speak a lot, okay? I average about 70 speaking engagements a year, okay? And if you do some quick math, you realize there's only 52 weeks in a year. I do about 70 speaking engagements. In a normal week, I'm in multiple cities at the same time. Last Sunday, I was in Colorado Springs. Then I was in Birmingham, Alabama. Then I got to you guys. I'm traveling all the time, and uh, we get booking requests all the time. People go to MannyArango.com, they fill out a booking request, they book me to speak, and, and so typically nothing really goes through me because pastors and details don't go together. Pastors are allergic to details, okay? Pastors and details don't match, okay? And so I had a weird experience because I was booked to speak somewhere. I won't say the city, won't say the church, won't say the pastor's name because we don't want to embarrass nobody, okay? Uh, but I was booked to speak, uh, and, and this, this, the, the pastor, the pastor, okay, the pastor texted me and said, I booked your flight. I said, mm, I don't trust it because pastors and details don't go together. I, I, I need an admin to book some flights. Did you talk to my administrative assistant? Why are you involved in this process? Are you sure you booked flights? Because I'm in the American Airlines app, I'm in the Delta app, and I do not see any flights booked for me. He said, no, I promise, I booked the flights. Meanwhile, I'm texting my administrative assistant saying, who is this rogue pastor just doing stuff, just circumventing our protocols? Why is this person think that they can just do whatever they want to do, and why are they texting me about it? Sam, intervene right now. I need you to call this man and get this man in check, because I don't know why this person is communicating details to me. I didn't know I was going to be in Lubbock, Texas till Thursday. Because my administrative team just tells me the day before, hey, tomorrow you're going to Lubbock. Go to the airport, and I, I just get to the airport. Because pastors and details don't go together. So I said, hey, do you have like a confirmation for like this flight that you're saying you booked for me? And he said, yeah, I'll send you a screenshot. He sends me a screenshot, and unfortunately, he booked a flight for Manny Arango. The problem is Manny Arango is my common name. Manny Arango is my stage name. Manny Arango is my public name. Manny Arango is the name that everybody gets. You don't get an intimate name until you have an intimate relationship with me. Everybody gets Manny Arango. You could go on Google and find Manny Arango. It's my Instagram name. It's the name on the front of my book. You don't even have to know me to know that name. The only problem is Manny Arango doesn't have a government-issued ID. Manny Arango doesn't have a passport. Manny Arango doesn't have a license. Because Manny Arango is not my real name. And he assumed he knew me and he didn't. This pastor assumed that just because he knew my generic name, that he knew me. And what he didn't know is that if he actually had a real relationship with me, he would know that my name is Emmanuel Arango. My name is not Manny Arango. My name is Emmanuel Arango. The government knows me as Emmanuel Arango. My first grade teacher knows me as Emmanuel Arango. My parents named me Emmanuel Arango. And if you are not careful, you will run around assuming that you have a relationship with God and the only thing you know him as is God. And God begins to say, hey, I have 
a name. And God is not a name. For some of you today, you're like, huh? Let me help you. God is a title, not a name. Referring to God as God is the same as me walking around my house going, wife, wife, my wife would pop out of one of the rooms and go, I got a name, big boy. I got a name, sir. And my name is Tia. For so, for so many of us, your prayer life is shallow. You don't actually know God because you don't know God's name. And so in the 20 minutes I got, we're going to try to give you as many names of God as we possibly can. I'd love to preach all seven, but you got seven in your study guide. I ain't going to give you seven because we got to get out of here. Let's go. Let's go to Exodus chapter 6. Let's go to Exodus chapter 6. You're going to love this pastor's scripture. This is good. Come on, names. I remember the first time my wife, uh, who was not my wife at the time, she was my girlfriend at the time. I remember the first time that uh, my wife, while we were dating, came over to my parents' house. You know when a relationship gets to the point where, you know, parents need to get involved. And come on, I wonder, I'm hood, okay? I hope everybody's okay with that. You know, my dad took me to a crack house for the first time when I was five. My mom was pregnant with my older sister at 12, gave birth at 13, was pregnant again at 14, gave birth the second time at 15, okay? My, my parents lived in government housing my whole life. So if my stories are a little too hood, I'm sorry, okay? Um, um, you're just going to have to plan a fitness me. You're just going to have to not judge me today, okay? Uh, and so uh, uh, I remember uh, there's always those family members, you know what I'm saying, that if you're dating somebody, you need to make sure that that person loves you before they meet that crazy cousin. Don't act like you ain't got no crate. Come on. It, some of y'all, that's why you keep breaking up, because you keep trying to introduce this in love interest to Pookie, and they ain't ready to meet Pookie, okay? <laughs> you need to wait till they love you to meet Pookie, okay? <laughs> You're talking about, we've been dating for two weeks. Come with me to my family reunion. Absolutely not. That is a bad idea, because your cousins is crazy, and they're going to assume you crazy too, okay? So uh, for me, it ain't uncles or aunts. It's my parents. My parents are crazy. No, nobody. Okay, okay. I'm the only one with crazy parents. Okay, cool. I remember the first time I brought my girlfriend, who's now my wife, to my parents' house, and uh, my mom opened up the door, and my mom went, Isaiah, what kind of sneakers are those? And that's my mom. And, and my wife, who, my wife now, who my girlfriend at the time, went, Who is Isaiah? And I went, Oh, you don't know that name yet. That's my middle name. That's the name that my family calls me. And, and you want to know what's funny? Uh, the name that people refer to me as, the, the name that people know me as, it tells me how intimate our relationship is. The name that you say when you talk to me tells me when you met me, how long we've known each other, what season of life we got close in. It tells me how much history we have. The name you say when you pray to God lets God know how close y'all are, what, how much history y'all got, when y'all came into a relationship with each other. At some point, you're going to have to get some names for this divine being that we know as God. I'm going to teach you a little something because I'm in a doctoral program right now, so we're going to get a little nerdy. Did you come to church to learn today? Come on. Did you come to church to learn? Here we go. God in Hebrew is the word Elohim. Everybody say Elohim. Elohim is the plural version of the word El. Everybody say El. 
L is E-L. So if somebody's name is Samuel, then that means that the word for God is in their name. If someone's name is Emmanuel, then that means that the name L is, the word L is in their name. If someone's name is Elisha or Elijah, then that means the word for God is in their name. See, Elijah has E-L at the beginning. Samuel has E-L at the end. And L is the singular form for the word God. Baal can be called El. Asherah can be called El. Any God can be called El. And just because you capitalize the G does not mean that you are talking about God. And Exodus chapter 6 lets us know that God wants to be called by his name, not by his title. Give me Exodus chapter 6. Let's read this together. Uh, God also said to, I am I am Yahweh. That's what that word means, the Lord. It means Yahweh. I am Yahweh. I appear to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob as God Almighty. The Hebrew there is El Shaddai. I appear to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob as El Shaddai, as God Almighty. But, everybody say but. By my name, Yahweh, I did not make myself fully known to them. And I want to ask you a question today. Are you on the Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob side of this equation? Or are you on the Moses side of this equation? Because God says to Moses, I'm going to have a special relationship with you because I'm going to give you my name. I'm going to reveal myself to you by my name. Not just what I do, but who I am. Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob knew me by a God Almighty. The God who can move stuff out of the way. The God who can rescue and deliver and set free. But I don't... I just want you to know me as the God who's strong and the God who can rescue you. I want you to know me based on my character and my personality. I want you to know my name. Well, here we go. We got a couple names that we need to learn for God. The first one is Yahweh. What does Yahweh mean? It means I am that I am. I will be what I will be. Exodus chapter 34 actually gives us seven characteristics that are, con that are consistent with the name Yahweh. I don't have time to give you all seven. The second name that we need to know is El Shaddai. El Shaddai. Here's the fun thing about El Shaddai. Everybody say El Shaddai. El, Shaddai. El means God. Shaddai means almighty. El means God. Shaddai means almighty. The root word of Shaddai is Shad. S-H-A-D. And that word Shad in Hebrew means breast. I love this. Because God says, I'm so strong that men can relate to me. But I'm also so soft that women can relate to me too. I'm not just in this box that you put me in. Shaddai means the one who can supply all of your needs. Shaddai means I'm strong enough. And with a mighty hand and an outstretched arm, I I can pull you out of addiction. I can pull you out of bondage. I can pull you out of whatever it is that you're stuck in. But after I pull you out of it, I can put you to my bosom and I can comfort you. I can bring softness into your life. I'm the compassionate God. I'm strong and I'm soft at the same time. I'm El Shaddai. I'm the God who knows how to nourish you. I'm the God who knows how to supply all of your needs, your emotional needs, your mental health needs, your financial needs. There is no lack in me. I'm the God who's got a strong arm and a tender heart. Oh, I'm the God who's complex. Come on, say it with me. I'm El Shaddai. I'm El Shaddai. So for number one, Yahweh. Number two, El Shaddai. You ready for number three? I love this one. I love this one. El Roy. Not El Roy. 
like, not like your uncle Elroy. <laughs> L space Roy, R-O-I. L space Roy. I, I love this one because L Roy is only found one place in Scripture. I, I, I'll read it to you. It's a story of Hagar, El Roy. Uh, it's a story uh, in Genesis chapter 16. Genesis chapter 16, verse 13. I'll read it to you. It says this. Hagar gave this name to Yahweh, who spoke to her. You are the God who sees me. For she said, I have now seen the one who sees me. Do you know what El Roy means? Come on, everybody say El, El. Roy. The God who sees me. I want to talk to the single mama who nobody sees the two jobs you work in just to provide for your kids. Can I tell you, nobody sees it. God sees you. You're not invisible to God. God sees you. Want to talk to the person who's been traumatized, been abused, been molested, and you feel like nobody sees me. Can I tell you, God sees you. You're not invisible to God. When everybody else just sees a problem, God sees your purpose. He sees your destiny. God sees you, and he sees you for who you are. He he doesn't see you for your mistakes. He doesn't see you just based on your pain. He sees the real you for the man out there who you try to keep it all together. You don't want anybody to know that, oh, oh, out beneath the, the strong exterior is a little boy who still wants to hear the words from his father. I'm proud of you. God sees you. He doesn't just see the version of you that you project in public. He sees the real you. He sees you. And here's what I love, is that Hagar is the only person in Scripture who uses this name for God. Which means there should be some things that you know about God that only you know about God. I can't praise God for the fact that you was in a red Mitsubishi, got into an accident on that particular highway, should have died, but God protected your life. I don't got that exact same testimony. You've got a history and a testimony with God that no other individual on the planet has, which means you should have some names for the Lord. Oh, no, this is the God who pulled me out of a wreck. Oh, this is the God that kept my mind from going all kinds of crazy. I know God in a particular way because everybody can know me as Emmanuel only a small amount of people know me as uh, everybody can know me as Manny a smaller group of people know me as Emmanuel an even smaller group of people know me as Isaiah but there's only one person who knows me as Big Daddy and her name is Tia okay anybody else calls me that it's awkward there's got to be something that only you call God and, and please don't let it be Big Daddy that's awkward and if you call him that, just do it in private. You just don't bring that to church, okay? You keep that at your house. <laughs> come on, can we keep moving? Come on, come on. We got time for a couple more. Exodus chapter 34, verse 14. Exodus chapter 34, verse 14. This is number four. Do not worship any other God for Yahweh, whose name is Jealous, is a jealous God. God says jealous is not just an attribute that I have. Jealous is a name that I go by. See, when your boyfriend is jealous, it's toxic. When your husband is jealous, it's good. What's the difference between jealousy being toxic and jealousy being good? It's ownership. Uh-oh. I can only be jealous if the thing belongs to me. I can only be jealous if the person belongs to me. And baby, let me tell you, your boyfriend don't belong to you and you don't belong to him. At some point, somebody's going to have to walk you down the aisle, a daddy who you do belong to, 
Oh, don't get me started. Because fornication is not just a sin against the woman. It's a sin against her parents. Oh, boy. Because you're taking something that doesn't rightfully belong to you. That girl belongs to her daddy. Until her daddy walked you down an aisle and gives her to you. I, had a, I was doing marital counseling, premarital counseling, and this couple was like, can we both walk her down the aisle? And I was like, we ain't that kind of church. No. <laughs> Mama, you're going to sit right here, and dad is going to take his rightful position. Because we are living in a society that thinks that we can replace men. You cannot replace men. Mothers cannot be fathers. I don't care if you're a single mama. You can't be a dad and a mom. You can be a mom. That's all you can do. And your best bet is to bring your boys and bring your girls to church and give them a spiritual dad. It's to find one of these deacons, find one of these elders, and let a man disciple them. My dad took me to a crack house when I was five years old, which means he was not in the picture. And when I was 12 years old, my mama marched my happy hips right to church, found Brian Spriggs, and gave Brian Spriggs permission to beat me. I am not joking. This is not a joke. From that day forward, Brian Spriggs was the person who got my report card. Brian Spriggs was the person who taught me how to drive. Brian Spriggs is the person who taught, took me prom shopping for my tuxedo because God will never let you live in lack. What one man won't do, God will provide another man to do it. And you are so, some of us are trying to demand something from people who cannot give it to you. I'm going to help you. I got set free from unforgiveness with my father when I stopped expecting things of him that he could not give me. If I go up to someone and they have $200 in cash, and I say, give me $1,000 in cash, and they say, I don't have it, it would be insane of me to keep demanding $1,000 of cash of them. And my father only had $200 worth of wisdom. Why would I ask him for $1,000 worth of wisdom, or $1,000 worth of time, or $1,000 worth of attention? He ain't got it. I want to set somebody free today. Your mama ain't got it. See, you don't like that. You want to use faith as a way to spiritually manipulate somebody into being someone that they're not. Meanwhile, you're missing out on other women of God who could be exactly what you need them to be. Because they ain't your mama, you can't receive it. That's immature. I got one clap. There we go. You don't like me. It's okay. God is a jealous God. What does that mean? That means that if I ask the question, well, Pastor Manny, is smoking weed a sin? Oh, that don't happen in Lubbock? Okay, that's just in Dallas? Okay. <laughs> but Pastor Manny, yo, for real, like, I mean, is it a sin? My response is, well, that's a petty question. And I don't answer petty questions. That's an immature Christian asking that question. Are you doing a relationship with God the same way you do your taxes, trying to find loopholes? Because the answer of is it a sin is not really going to help you. Here's the answer that would help you. If you can't sacrifice it, it means it's an idol. And if it's an idol, it means it's in competition with God. And God lets us know all the way, God lets us know that he is a jealous God, which means a good thing, if it's elevated to the platform of an idol, it now becomes an evil thing. And anything that you put in competition with God, the question is not, is it sin? The good, the right question is, is it idolatrous? But Pastor Manny, you know what I'm saying? It ain't a big deal. It ain't a big deal, though. Okay. Prove it. Prove it ain't a big deal and sacrifice it. Prove it's not a big deal and put it on the altar. Prove it's not a big deal. You know what I'm saying, Pastor Manny? I mean, I know I'm married, but I got female friends. 
Oh, really? Yeah, that's called crazy. I ain't got no female friends. What are you talking about? Why would I put someone in competition with my wife? My wife is called jealous. That is her name. God is a jealous God. And jealousy in the confines of a healthy marriage is a good thing. If I find out that my wife was kissing up on some dude and I'm not jealous, and that means I don't actually love her. We want a God who's loving, but we don't want a God who gets angry, which means we want a God who does not exist. It don't work that way. Anger is a natural byproduct of love because the opposite of love is not hate. The opposite of love is indifference. The opposite of love is for someone to not care. If someone that I don't know died, I don't care. Why? Because I don't know them. All of your unforgiveness and your bitterness, it proves that you still care. Oh, I'm preaching. You're not talking because I'm doing open heart surgery. I don't care is the lie you tell yourself because you don't want to care. But really, the reason you gossip about them and you talk bad about them is because you care. Let's just move on. Come on. God is a jealous God. Come on. That's number four. Number five. Number five is one of my favorites. Number five. Mark chapter 14, verse 36 says this. Abba, Father, he said, everything is possible for you. Take this cup from me. Yet not what I will, but what you will. What does Jesus call God? He calls him Abba. He's your dad. I got a clip of my son. See, me and my wife, we walked through five years of infertility. Doctor said we can never get pregnant. But how many people know what's impossible with man is possible with God? Doctor said we would never have biological children. But my faith is not in the fancy degree that they got at the, at the little school they went to. My faith is in the God who knows how to heal me, who knows how many hairs are on my head or supposed to be on my head, depending on how many hairs you got. You know what I'm saying? My, my faith is not in the... <laughs> Pastor Stormy, my faith... Is not in the fertility clinic or the fertility doctor. My faith is in the God who knows how to knit me together in my mother's womb. I got a picture of my son. Actually, I got a video of my son. Do you have that video uh, of my son? Make sure the audio is on because. Are you talking to me? Are you talking to me? Are you talking to me? Could you hear what my son said? And you want to know my response? For real, buddy? When I land home tonight, hopefully he'll be awake, and guess what he's going to say? He's going to go, and I never understood why parents would goo-goo and gaga over kids until I had one. And for a lot of us in the room, you don't pray because you think you need to be eloquent. You don't pray because you think you need to get memorize more Bible verses. And can I help you today? You're not praying to a jerk. You're praying to a father. And if you say to God, God goes, oh, for real? I love you. Talk to me a little bit. Bit more. If you say to God, I don't care if you stutter when you pray. I don't care if you mumble when you pray. God says, I love to hear your voice. I want to be close to you. I want an intimate relationship with you. I'm your dad. Who do you think you're praying to? Because here we go. Here's the vicious cycle. Maybe this is just in Dallas. Maybe this ain't here. Okay, maybe y'all perfect. In Dallas, a pastor, uh, I'm, a, I'm one of the pastors at a church, and here's what a lot of people say. Well, I'll start praying when I get better at prayer. 
but then they never get better at prayer because they don't pray. I'll, I'll pray when I'm better at it. And I say, whoa, 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 baby, this is just like working out. You got to check your ego at the door. You may only be able to bench press 10 pounds. That's fine. I'd rather you bench press 10 pounds than to never come into the gym. At some point, you got to go, you know what? I mumble when I pray. I stutter when I pray. Don't know what to say when I pray. I'm confused when I pray. I ain't got no Bible verses when I pray. And the deacons pray better than me. But God wants to hear me because he's knitted to my heart. God cares about me. And I may not sound good when I pray. I don't, I mean, don't give me no microphone because I ain't good at it yet. But baby, get me in a shower somewhere by myself. And I'm going to. I'm, 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 whatever God I'll say whatever I got to say and your ego will keep you silent I just don't pray good who said you needed to pray good now if my son was still saying a at 16 <laughs> we'd have some problems but you can only start where you are can I help you today? Abba, Father, Dad, who wants to hear you? I never understood, I don't know if there's any other parents in the room, I never understood, you know what I'm saying, I would be with kids, I'd be around kids and their, and their parents, and then the kid would say, you know, and then the mom would go, oh, he wants some juice. You ever been around these parents? And, and I'm like, all I heard was jibber-jabber. How in the world did you hear juice? And now that I've got a kid who's almost two years old, oh, man, he, I know how he says water. He doesn't say water. He says awa, awa, you know what I mean? And, and now that I've got a kid of my own, I realize the secret sauce. The secret is that those parents were never listening with their ears. Those parents were listening with their heart. And now that I've got a kid of my own, guess what? I know exactly what he means by what he says. My son can walk up to me like jibble, 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 jibble. And I'm like, oh, you want to go outside, little man? Okay, let's go outside. Why? Because that's my boy. That's my son. The reason that I know what he means is because I've got a relationship with him. And he's got a name, oh, that ain't nobody else got. He's got the name Dada. When he comes up to me, he goes, Dada, Dada. Oh, and that name unlocks all kinds of favor. I may not be able to understand everything he's saying, but I understand them two words, Dada. He said, dad, dad, he got anything he want from me. Do you know God as your dad, dad? Do you know God as your father? Come on, we got time for one more? Jesus. Let's end on Jesus. The name above every name. Come on, let me read Philippians to you. Therefore God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth and every tongue acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Can I tell you the name that you have access to? The name, like Robert, you've got a name. I don't know who Charleston represents in your life. Maybe it represents poverty or depression or anxiety. But if it's got a name, we've got a name that's stronger than that name. Cancer's got a name, but well, we've got the name of Jesus. Uh, sick diabetes got a name? Okay, great. Then we've got the name Jesus. Whatever it is that's got a name, then we've got a name to match it. And the name that we have to match it is the name of Jesus. I was planning a conference back in North Carolina. This is back when I was a youth pastor. 
And I told you, pastors and details don't go together. And, and I was, my admin team, we were all responsible for certain things. And I was responsible for a short list of checks that needed to get made out to guest speakers. And, and, um, and I forgot the check for the catering. And we a black church, so it's like, you got to have food, you know what I'm saying? No, that's not funny? Okay, anyway. got to have food. And I, I forgot the catering check, you know? And so I go to the CFO's office in a panic two days before conference. I said, hey, Joey, I, I, I need a check for the caterer. He said, Manny, I, I've got ink in the printer. I've got the, the, the sheets that the checks get cut on. I, I can fill in the amount. He said, I've got every ingredient for the check. But anyone who could sign their name on the check has left the building. They've left for the day. Said, Manny, I know you can put your name on the back of the check, but without an authorized on the front of the check, this check doesn't have power till it's got a name on it. He said, Manny, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do something. I need you to never tell anybody. So I'm breaking that rule right now. I'm telling all y'all. Said, locked in a drawer. We have a stamp of Pastor Andy Thompson's name. And I can put that stamp on this check. And the reason that you can take this check to the account is the account's got money. Can I tell you why you can put God's name on everything you need? Is because the blood already hit the account. The blood of Jesus has gotten you all your peace. All you need to do is take the name into the account and get the peace that you need. The blood has already hit the account for all the joy that you need. The blood has already hit the account for all the healing that you need. The Bible that I read says that by his stripes I'm healed. So the blood has already hit the account. Do you know his name? His name is Jesus. Jesus is an English version of his name. His name in Hebrew is Yeshua. Yeshua. It means salvation. It means he wants to save you. Christ is not a name. It's not a last name. It's a title. It means anointed one. It's the Greek version of a Hebrew name called Mashiach. It, it means Messiah. That he's anointed to be king in your life. I wonder today what name you know him as. Do you know him as Jehovah Nisi? Do you know him as Jehovah Sidkenu? Do you know him? Do you know his name? And I want to challenge you. Because the name that you call him by is going to dictate the intimacy of the closeness of your relationship. And for a lot of us, our prayer life is just a lot of you repeating yourself over and over and over again. Can I help you? Can you take the study guide this week and begin to pray through the names of God? I grew up at a church where we prayed through the names of God. I grew up at a church where the names of God were on banners all over the sanctuary. And we prayed through the names of God. Because his name isn't God. The same way that my wife's name is not wife, God's name is not God. God is simply a title. Do you know his name? Here we go. 10-15, we're laying on the plane. I'd love to put a free gift in your hand today. We brought a bunch of teaching series on DVD and CD. I'd love to put a free gift in your hand today. 
I actually want to let you in on a little secret. For the last 35, 40 minutes, guess what we've been doing in this room? Theology. Theology is the study of God. Theos is God. Logi is study of. Like biology is the study of life. Theology is the study of God. What we've been doing on this Sunday morning has been theology. And maybe that word is intimidating for you. Maybe that word is scary for you. Let me help you. I'd love to teach you the Bible. I've created a platform called Arma. I think you got a slide for it. I've created a platform where people can learn the Bible for themselves. You can put it on all of your devices. Ten bucks a month if you pay for it for the year. Thirteen bucks a month if you pay for it month by month. I would love to teach you the Bible. If you've got a Netflix subscription or Hulu subscription and a Disney Plus subscription and you pay for YouTube Premium and you got HBO and you, there's no resource that you actually invest in financially to help you understand the Bible and to help you understand theology, I'd love to help you fix that. Because you reap what you sow. You can't sow into Hulu, sow into Netflix, sow into your entertainment and never sow and always think that everything that's Christian should be free. That's not fair. So here we go. If you want to sign up for Arma, you can, is there a QR code? There we go. Oh no, that's, that's the wrong slide. <laughs> you want to DM me, nope, that's the wrong one. You want to DM me the word Arma. DM me the word Arma. There we go. DM me the word Arma, scan that QR code. You can get signed up in the time that it's going to take you to get out here to this lobby. If you get out to this lobby and you show me an email confirmation, I'll put a free gift in your hand and I'll sign the cover of all these DVDs and CDs and pray for you and welcome you to the family. Who's already like, yeah, you got me, Pastor Manny. I'm going to sign up. I'm going to sign up. Our sessions are 12 minutes. I promise you, if you spend 12 minutes with me every day for the next 90 days, you will go from biblically illiterate to biblically literate. I promise you promise you. I don't want you living from Sunday to Sunday. I want you to be able to feed yourself a diet, a daily diet of God's word. Our course on homosexuality has helped thousands of parents with their kids. Our course on Deuteronomy has helped dozens of people understand the Bible for themselves. We put out one course every single month. Right now there are about 40 courses on the platform and just like Netflix when you sign up you have access to all of the courses. How about instead of binging Netflix you binge this? about instead of binging YouTube videos, you binge watch this. So that when the enemy attacks you, you actually have a weapon to fight back with. You can scan that QR code or you can DM me the word Arma. You can get signed up. I'll put a free gift in your hands. Who learned something in church today? Come on, who learned something in church today? Let's pray. God, we thank you. Come on, your El Shaddai. You're the God who's strong and sensitive at the same time. God, we thank you that you're jealous. Come on. God, if there's an idol that has taken place, taken root in our heart, God, we dethrone that idol and we put you back on the throne. God, we thank you that you're Abba. You're a father. God, you're not looking at us with a judgmental attitude. You're looking at us with the heart of a parent. God, we thank you that you're Yahweh. God, we thank you that your name is Jesus and that on the cross, you did what no man could do. You did what nobody was willing to do. You took our sin upon you and you died for us and you died as us. God, we thank you that you've called us by our name so that we can know your name. God, we love you. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Come on, can you give God a shot of praise today? Come on, can you lift up your hands? 
Come on, can you praise him? Can you praise his name today? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hey, come on, let, let's stand up here. Let, let's give the, the gift that God placed within him a, just a standing ovation. But here's what I, I sense we really need to do. I mean, he preached the word. He brought the word to us. And so our, our, our team's getting ready to sing. And just as Pastor Manny talked about the covenant names of our Father, I, I welcome you to come toward this altar right now. That today he, he may need to be Jehovah Nisi, the God of my victory. He, he may need to be Jehovah Sidkenu, my righteousness. He may need to be Jehovah Rafi today. He may need to be the healer. He may need to be Jehovah Jireh And so as they begin to play here, I, I welcome him. Come on, let's, let's come before God and let's call upon him today. And Father, Father, Father God, this is who you are to me today. Petition. The heart 
The heart of a disciple is to say, no, 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 what's your name? Who are you? God, reveal yourself to me. God, I, I, need, I need to know you in a deeper way. God, I'm hungry for you. I want, I want your prayer to be this this week. This is what David says to Goliath. You come against me with sword, spear, and javelin, but I come against you in the name of the Lord God Almighty. In the name of the Lord. There's a lot of us in here, come on. You've been fighting fire with fire. People have been coming at you with sword, spear, and javelin, and you come against them with sword, spear, and javelin. No, no, no. That boss who's been angry at you and bitter, and people who gossip about you, they come against you with sword, spear, and javelin. You come against them, and you bring their name before God in prayer. You begin to say, no, no, no. The battle is not against flesh and blood, but this battle is spiritual. And I've got some spiritual weapons. Come on. Right here in the name of Jesus. The enemy has attacked us with sickness. The enemy has attacked us with doubt. Come on, the enemy has attacked us with fear. The enemy has attacked us with all kinds of stuff. But Holy Ghost, we declare right now, we bombard the enemy's camp in the name of Jesus. You come against me with sword, spear, and javelin. We come against you in the name of the Lord God Almighty. Let his name go before you. Funny, I had a friend in like November, December of 2019, got really, really sick. Doctors didn't know what was wrong, couldn't figure it out. And then fast forward six months, this thing called COVID-19 was rampant all throughout America, it was a global pandemic. And this article came out in Newsweek, article came out in Time Magazine that said, if you were sick with these symptoms in November or December of 2019, 19 is a 95% chance you actually had COVID. And I said to my friend Brian, were you scared you were going to die when you were sick at the beginning of, at the end of 2019? He said, no. I said, were you nervous? He said, no. I said, were you letting fear dominate? He said, no. And I said, you know why? Because it didn't have a name. The enemy has to give stuff a name so that it can exert fear over you. But for every name that brings fear, there's a name that brings confidence. Yeah. For every name that brings intimidation, there's a name that brings Holy Ghost faith. And so we declare, come on, he's the God whose name yeah. is above every name. I don't know how the word cancer makes you feel, but I declare that the name of Jesus is stronger than the name of cancer. Come on. Thank you once again for joining us on this podcast. To check out more services from Faith Church, you can find our live broadcast on YouTube or check out our website at faithchurchlubbock.com for more information on upcoming events, how to give, and how you can get involved.